Greetings and welcome to The Pure Report. I am your host, Rob Ludeman, and it is time to bring the orange with one of our favorite returning guests, Mr. Vaughn Stewart, our VP of Strategic Alliances. Welcome back. It has been too long, my friend. Hey, 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 Rob. Hey, Podcast Nation. I, um, wow. Is it, how many months has it been since I was last on? I feel like you're ignoring me. I, I, I never ignore you. It's hard to ignore. I used to sit across from you in, in, in one of the buildings. can never ignore you. No, we covered great stuff in the past on Splunk, on VMware, on Talus, and that security integration. And uh, it's always great. You're just, you're just a busy guy. Maybe it's more you than me. You know, it's, the, it's some of the best parts of being in alliances. As you said, at the intersection of so many joint engineering and solution efforts that, um, let's just be candid, I, I can't run out of things to talk about. No, there's so many, and it's it's not just the really large ones, but, you know, good old Ray Marr on the team has been doing a wonderful job with, with recruiting all of our TAP partners and uh, getting into other areas that are really interesting around containers and some of the analytics spaces. I mean, there's just, there's never a dull day for you all. Oh, man, Ray Marr is the pro's pro, and man, he is so focused on developing and growing uh, the number of partnerships we have, helping us identify new emerging opportunities. It's like, hats off to Ray. Um, that guy's just solid. Absolutely. Love, love Ray Marr. How long have you been at Pure now? You're, you're one of the, the old veterans, right? Uh, I think I have started my eighth year, so it's, um, it's a long time. I'd have to actually look at the calendar for when the anniversary date was, but it's, it's right about now. The grade eight, the grade eight. Well, how are you holding up during this interesting time? We're doing these things remotely when I used to sit across the room from you with my fancy microphone set up. Uh, you've got your nice setup there at home. Looks like you invested a little bit, but you holding up with everything? Yeah, you know, th thanks for asking, Rob. Um, we're doing okay, right? Um, knock on wood, uh, everybody in our household and our, our extended family is healthy. Um, you know, we've got uh, a great place that we live here in the Bay Area of California. So while we can shelter in place, we can also get outside. Um, uh, our household tends to be pretty active and get, get out uh, as much as they can. So uh, we've been doing good. What about you? Yeah, hanging in about the same. You know, school just started yesterday. So we're all, you know, contending with those types of things. Um, you know, how do you deal with remote learning? My wife's right. My wife's a teacher, so that's a whole nother wrinkle. And she's actually teaching in the classroom to kids remoting in virtually um, on her computer, which I think is kind of cool because then the kids see her in the right backdrop where she would normally be instructing them. But it means she's not here at home. And then I've got my teenager that I've got to keep on his Zoom classes while I'm working. So I don't know, it's a juggling act, but we're all going to figure it out. It's all good. I'm trying to have a positive attitude and have fun with it. And, and we're trying to get away a little bit. You just got back from Palm Springs, right? A couple of weeks ago? Yeah, we, um, you know, so we're here in the summer months for, for the, the Northern Hemisphere. And um, uh, we took a, little, a couple little bounces out. We one trip down south to Palm Springs. We also, before that, we did a bounce up north to uh, Tahoe and um, yeah, both, both have been great. It's been nice to have the ability to actually take a, a little bit of time off here and um, if anything, get out of the house. <laughs> yeah, it is, it, it's, uh, you, you nailed it right there. It's super refreshing just to have a change of scenery, a change of pace. We, I mean, we snuck down to my parents' place down in the Carmel area a few weeks ago just for beautiful nights and, you know, it was nice just to, just to have a, um, have a change of, 
of scenery. Well, awesome. Good catching up with you. Let's turn to the topic at hand today. Really wanted to have you come on and update everyone on a lot of the exciting things that are going on with VMware. We had Donald Schubot, our new VMware Alliances manager on last month, and I put him through the ringer, and it was great to hear about his, his background and all the experience he has with VMware and a lot of the exciting things he's plugging into. But you've been plugged into VMware as one of Pure's core alliance partners for you know a lot of those eight years or almost all those eight years, right? How did that how that get off the ground? I mean, it's been a really tight relationship, but I know there were some really great synergies early on. Yeah, you, you know, um, I've been working with VMware since about two thousand slash two thousand one, so it's a it goes way way back. But you know, back when they were the um, software defined mainframes, actually, yeah. I think a, one of the terms they use around uh, that time frame. Um, look, VMware is is very critical and a strategic alliance partner. They're very critical to our business is what I should have said. They're a strategic alliance partner. We do a lot of work with them and um, we've been really fortunate to have great alliance uh, leaders. Uh, obviously, our, our previous one is, has moved on and, and Donald's joined the team and so I hope if your listeners did not catch that interview or that podcast with him, I should say that they would go back and, and check it out. He is just a wealth of knowledge, both uh, in terms of uh, inside of pure from a VMware perspective, technically business wise, it's just the guy's awesome. Yeah. Um, in terms of VMware, um, our relationship with VMware and our focus has really kind of morphed and evolved as our products have. And what I mean by that is if I spin back to, you know, when I first joined the company and we're sitting there with the, uh, the FA 300s and we looked at um, VMware, right? When we were a startup, when you've got one product, you really just kind of focus on integration. Like what are the main requirements to um, have a supported product? And so back at that point, you know, we were looking at things like the, the VAAI or the, 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 the v, VMware Aware Array uh, integrations. Uh, those are a set of APIs that, that uh, VMware put out to hand off heavy lifting functions and get them out of the software because it was slow yeah, right. and allow a coordinated uh, orchestration with storage arrays. Um, as we've continued to scale the products and, our, and our, our capabilities, we've got a very robust set of deep integrations, whether you're looking at orchestration, whether you're looking at simplified management, whether you're looking at extending the resiliency and the data protection of that architecture. But that's all our history, right? That's a very tech-centric, you know, roll up your sleeves, have a couple of, of, of engineers on the call, and, and then, you know, we're going to go nerd it out. Um, one of the things that we, we purposely started to, to do with VMware about 18 months ago was to say, hey, you know, we're at a size in the market now being the fifth largest storage vendor um, that we need to start aligning to, you know, VMware's joint efforts and starting to align at the higher level uh, push that they're taking into the market. And so, um, you know, that means, you know, of late and particularly this year, you know, we're focusing on VMware Cloud Foundation. We're focusing on VMware Tanzu um, and, and ultimately hybrid cloud based solutions. No, it's, it's great to hear the evolution. I love that you can take it back, right? Because I, I do, you know, I, I like to have people hear about the 
initial relationship and those tight integrations and some of the things that they were able to do and offload, but really things have evolved, right? I mean, everybody yeah. for that hybrid cloud kind of solution and that's where VMware Cloud Foundation comes in and really marks a really significant you know, shift in their strategy or an evolution of the strategy, right? Yeah. To solve what customers are trying to do today. Yeah, and, and, and I could have maybe said it this way, which is, you know, we're still a big storage design partner, right? Yeah. We are, a, a, we co-partner a lot of their storage documentation. We do a lot of storage tests and scaling. We are a VVOLS reference partner, but these are all storage backend kind of constructs, right? I want to be clear. We're not dropping any of that, right? The no. depth and the elegance of our integrations remain. This is now just putting it together so that when our sales teams meet, right? Um, we can have an easier conversation to say, oh, uh, you're positioning VCF. Here's how uh, pure storage actually optimizes the capabilities of that solution above and beyond what you get just from the VMware software stack. Yeah. That makes sense? Yeah. No, that totally makes sense, cool. right? I mean, that's what it's really all about, right, is, is solving those challenges. So what, then what does VCF bring for, yeah. for customers? Like what, what, what are the high, you know, high bullet points, two or three, that, that matter? Yeah, so, so VMware Cloud Foundation um, brings, kind of in my opinion, three big benefits to their customers. Uh, the first is, is a dramatic uh, advancement in the simplicity of lifecycle management, meaning uh, the, the physical ESXi servers that customers have to manage. Um, the gains in that area of lifecycle management really appeal to large and enterprise scale customers, right? Customers that are dealing with, you know, uh, tens to thousands of, of physical ESXi servers. Yeah. The second area is VCF helps customers get ready for hybrid cloud. Uh, and it does this by uh, requiring the customers to uh, re-architect their on-prem footprint so that it matches what's available from a VMware public cloud offering from any of their public cloud partners. And the goal here is um, now a customer on a per workload basis can literally just establish a hybrid cloud relationship and you know, either add disaster recovery or you know, higher resiliency or move the workload, whatever it might be. The third benefit, um, and again, this is, this is us representing the partner's technology here. So if I've missed something from the VMware people, please, <laughs> please don't come hounding me. Um, but the third benefit that I see really resonate from VMware Cloud Foundation is, is now they're um, introducing uh, Tanzu, which was the result of the pivotal acquisition. And they've brought, brought all of those tools into the VMware management framework. So Tanzu requires VCF4. Uh, which is the current version, and now allows customers to manage both virtual machines and containers through a unified interface. Yeah, and that's a big deal, right? Because that's where we're seeing everything going, or it's already gone, right? right. You know, uh, regardless of that. Okay, so, and then, you know, as, a, as one of the certified design partners, we work with them, you know, on a roadmap basis and kind of look at where they're going. What's, mm -hmm. what's been our strategy, right, in terms of plugging into, you know, take advantage of these areas that you've just highlighted. Yeah, so uh, Pure offers um, FlashDAC. We've recently released FlashDAC with support for VCF. And this is a turnkey infrastructure to support VCF um, that, as I mentioned a moment ago, extends all the benefits that are native in VCF um, 
uh, and brings greater value. And, and I would say the, there's four areas where, where FlashDeck makes VCF better. Uh, first, it's going to optimize the infrastructure uh, efficiency, which means reduce the customer spend. Yeah. Um, uh, budgets are always being reviewed. And so how do you have uh, the same set of capabilities with a, a lower cost compared to alternatives like HCI? Yeah. Uh, second, uh, it's going to enable VCF to be deployed on any type of storage fabric. Um, um, customers today are looking at VCF either on an HCI platform, which only provides Ethernet connectivity, or customers have to look at a disaggregated architecture like FlashDAC, and they can deploy on Ethernet, on fiber channel, or any next generation fabric like NVMe over fabrics. So flexibility to plug in whatever you whatever right. you're running, as opposed right. to one choice, which you know yeah. may not yeah. fit at all, right? Yeah, and that second option is actually um, part of why we started working with VMware very aggressively around VCF about a year ago, which was, um, you know, the, the the bulk of the VMs that run in VMware environments still reside in fiber channels. So how does, you know, how can VMware bring this new f set of capabilities to these customers without having to force them to to remove their fabrics, right? Yeah. Um, the third benefit that we provide is we greatly simplify, wait for it now, FlashDAC greatly simplifies VMware ESXi server and cluster management, right? Sounds a little counterintuitive. It's the direct result of FlashDAC capabilities and the disaggregated architecture. And then fourth is we just help increase the resiliency and the data protection, right? So that you can raise your SLAs, right? You can be assured that this uh, is a tier one type of, of private cloud architecture and, and is going to meet the needs of your high performance workloads, your low cost workloads, and those that require high availability. That's really around, you know, flexibility, but also, you know, I'm hearing things around not having to re-architect, right? Because you certainly don't want that disruption. I mean, we covered VCF a little bit earlier and it was, you know, the, the, you, know you needed to do some re-architecting to align with public cloud, but yes. can you do things without having to completely re-architect the on-prem that you've got going on? And it sounds like this plugs in and makes it much easier because of the architectural choices that, that we've built up. Yeah, I, I think that's a fair way to say it, which is I, I brought up the phrase re-architect. And, and this doesn't mean that customers have to wipe out their current infrastructure. It does mean they can reuse the current assets that they have or infrastructure assets, but they will reorganize the way that VMware is laid out on top of them. And they can do this in a non-disruptive manner from a VMware perspective. Mm -hmm. um, but again, that architecture now gives you the same architecture that you find at you know, VMware Cloud and AWS or Azure's VMware services or say a VMware public cloud offering from a, a, a cloud partner like Rackspace. Um, so let's, let's double click a little bit into those alternatives then, right? Yeah. I mean, you kind of highlighted those, right? And there's different tools for different jobs, don't get me wrong, but um, we look at FlashDAC as, as you know, an alternative to an HCI or maybe a DAS type of mm -hmm. option and believe that there are some you know, unique differentiated benefits for this type of deployment. Yeah, let me see if I can just simplify this for you, which is um, FlashDAC is a disaggregated architecture. This, that is the same type of architecture you find inside of AWS, Azure, uh, the Google Cloud Platform, et cetera. And this means that with a disaggregated architecture, one can scale compute and storage independently. Now, I'm probably not sharing any new news with your audience when I share that. However, what, you, what anyone who's looking at VCF needs to understand 
and this is key, is that VCF in this re-architecting is going to make a number of what's called workload domains. And these workload domains, they're not software defined. They're hardware-based silos. Mm -hmm. And the challenge with a hardware-based silo um, on HCI is that I can't easily scale compute or storage, meaning I can't just add more resources. I can't take away resources if something was oversized. I have challenges with hardware refreshes. I have challenges with software updates. All of these things because I've now bound compute and storage as a single entity. Yeah. By contrast, um, FlashStack absolutely breaks the hardware silos and gives customers agility, something that, that you would expect from a cloud infrastructure, right? Does a workload domain, is it oversized? Pull some compute back non-disruptively. Yeah. Do this, does it need more compute? Give them some. Same for storage, same for hardware refreshes, right? So everything becomes exponentially more agile, simpler, and, and efficient. It's a, it's a cloud-like experience, effectively, right? Right, you know, right. If you're in AWS and you need more compute, you just add more compute. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and that's, I mean, that's the, the core foundation of the architectural decision that we made with, you know, a stateless design that allows you to non-disruptively upgrade things and scale as you need it over time, right? Right. We didn't do that. This wouldn't be possible right now with, with something like FlashStack to, to plug into VCF. Yeah, there's um, there's a lot we could deep dive into this here that oh, uh, I am I am holding back on because we will turn this podcast into a two hour deep dive if you let me. Oh, I know you and I can go for hours. Yes. <laughs> um, what about management aspects, right? Because really, it gets down to everyone wants to be able to more simply run things, right? And and spend, yeah. spend more time on on strategic areas and innovation. Um, the, the things that we always hear about. So what, yeah. what, what's been done from a management standpoint and how do we, how do we tie into that? Yeah, so, so um, simplicity and in, in the integration of the management capabilities is always kind of this like yin and yang, if you will, right? If, uh, you know, there's been uh, times where VMware partners kind of help drive some simplicity and then sometimes it comes back and, and VMware drives it and it kind of goes back and forth if, if you look at it from a, you know, last 12 or 15 year perspective. What's been great about VCF is that VMware decided that they needed to drive their simplicity uh, and, and uh, interoperability between dissimilar hardware, that it needs to be all consistent. And they've done that through um, vSphere uh, 6.7 and beyond, and now with VCF 4. VCF uh, introduces new tools like the SDDC manager and the vSphere lifecycle manager. These tools support uh, HCI offerings. They support um, uh, disaggregated architecture offerings like FlashStack. And what's nice is the customers get one consistent set of capabilities that are deeply integrated from the hardware layer all the way up to the virtual machine or container and they interoperate. So you could have a one data center on a flash tag, you could have another data center on an HCI architecture, and they're fully interoperable. Um, and so the credit for this simplicity is that this is VMware's decision to make everything deeply integrated, right? So you can't sit there and say one platform's uh, more integrated than the other. Mm -hmm. and, and ultimately, get to where we're hopefully reducing some of the swivel chair management that goes on where you're having to go back and forth between different screens and things, right? I mean, the kind of stuff that drives, drives people crazy. Yeah, I, I think there's day-to-day -day VMware management. And then I think there's this 
I don't know if it's monthly or quarterly or semi-annually type of infrastructure management, right? And they have to go kind of hand in hand. I think the VMware tools are really focused around day to day. And I think they've increased their capability to assist with that infrastructure management piece, but um, you still have to fall within infrastructure management tools. Um, you know, they're not, you know, a VMware uh, SDDC manager doesn't fully manage a flash deck. I don't want to leave anybody with that, that, um, that thought. Got it. Got it. Um, kind of last, last area that I'm curious about. And again, this is, this is one that we could go off and do another hour on, but um, with all of this, we touched on containers at the top, right? Yeah. Yeah. What are, what, you know, with, with Tanzu, what, what are the implications for containers relative to, to VCF and what we're doing with Flashdack? Yeah, so we've got a lot uh, coming up very soon to share with everybody around uh, Tanzu. For those who are unfamiliar with Tanzu, Tanzu is VMware's container platform. As I mentioned, it's the, um, you know, it's the pivotal assets now folded into the VMware management framework. Um, Tanzu is probably a topic in three quarters or more of our VMware conversations today. So um, wow. you can see the enterprise customers are getting ready That's a lot. for adoption. Mm-hmm. Um, as a side note, I think part of that is because now you're seeing enterprise app vendors starting to replatform their apps that way, right? Obviously, SQL Server came out two years ago in a container. Um, and I'd love to spill the beans of, of all the NDAs that I know. But I assure you, your enterprise workloads are all coming in a containerized format very soon. Yeah, it's happening. Um, whether it's happening. Or not. Yep. Yeah. And so, so Tanzu is timely for VMware. Tanzu also requires VCF4. And so uh, I would say half of our VCF conversations are just because the customer is looking at VCF or looking at hybrid. The other half is because the customer is looking at Tanzu. And yep. so um, again, we should probably take that for another conversation, but I will leave your audience with this, which is some of the cool things about running Tanzu on VCF on Flashdack is that we help customers make containers completely portable and transportable between multiple clouds. So, you know, you maybe your core data center runs VMware and Tanzu, but you've got a team that wants to go and, and operate or publish something into AWS EKS. We can do that and make it easier, more affordable and scalable. Maybe you've got a sub department that likes to, you know, um, develop on OpenShift, we can bridge that gap between OpenShift and Tanzu. And again, letting customers use the same containers through whatever c- container framework they want. Yeah, really. How's that for now? Oh, that's good for now. And then let's, let's uh, put our heads together at a later date and maybe uh, come back and have you just do one around, around Tanzu in general, right? Yeah, yeah. Container frameworks in general, or I don't know, maybe we'll do a, a, a multiple, multi-heads and we'll get J.O. or Simon or you know, one of the other guys in there, uh, in there with you. That would be fun. That'll a lot work. Of, That'll a work. lot of brain prep power to, uh, to bring on here. Well, sum it up, right? What's, what's, what's your highlights, you know, what's your takeaways uh, around, you know, Pure and what's going on with, with VMware Cloud Foundation? Because there was, there was a lot to unpack there, but I think yeah. we covered it at, at the right level for everybody. Yeah. Look, if, if you're looking at VMware Cloud Foundation, um, you should look at Pure Storage and FlashTech. It's going to be A, more efficient slash affordable, uh, B, it's going to be simpler. C, we're going to let you run it on any fabric that you that you have. And, and D, we're going to add uh, a level of resiliency and, and availability that you just can't find uh, with alternative offerings. How's that? I love it. And uh, if you want to get deeper into, uh, into uh, this topic, uh, Vaughn actually did a breakout session with a, with a guest from VMware with our virtual Accelerate back in June. And we have all those replays 
posted at uh, peerstorage.com or you can just do a search for uh, peer storage and accelerate 2020 and pull that up. Um, also a great uh, session that Cody Hosterman, our, one of our VMware solution architect experts, um, did around VMware and containers and Kubernetes, really cool stuff. Um, always great to see all the things that going on in the space. And Vaughn, it's always great to have you on. Let's do it again soon. Let's do it again, Rob. I, I really appreciate it. And one quick shout out, um, big shout out to Kyle Grossmiller. He's been the lead solution architect for our VCF efforts. So, uh, yeah. uh, you know, if you get a chance to have a, a meeting with him, uh, you, you're privileged. Kyle's an amazing guy behind the scenes too. And he just, yeah. he never wants a lot of accolades. He just does that. He does the hard work and the dirty work and, uh, and just carries on. He's a great He's so guy. Good. Great dude. Great dude. Well, for more information, on everything that we're doing with VMware, including what we just talked about here today on VMware Cloud Foundation, you can go to purestorage.com slash VMware. And uh, thank you everybody for listening and for subscribing to the podcast and for telling colleagues, uh, keep your topic suggestions coming. We'll keep bringing on great guests like Vaughn. I think this is your fourth time now, Vaughn. I know, I'm the old guy. You're almost in the five timers club. <laughs> almost in the five timers club. We'll get you back on again soon. Thank you again. And with that, we'll wrap for Pure Storage and Vaughn Stewart. This is Rob Ludeman saying, don't look back. Something might be gaining on you. <laughs>